Well, basketball season is over, but that doesn't mean the fun has to end. Baseball season underway right now. The NFL season starts up again soon. So there is no better time to sign up for Underdog Fantasy. Sign up today with promo code JNR and get a deposit match of up to $100 for all new members. That's promo code JNR. And check out Underdog Fantasy. Check out the Daily Fantasy with Baseball. Check out all of the other Rivals matchups that are available on the application. Uh, It's a lot of fun. Check it out today. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the JNR Basketball Podcast. My name is John, and I am joined by Ronnie. And the off-season depression, <laughs> off-season blues, I don't know what you want to call it. They have fully embraced me. I don't know. How are you feeling, Ronnie? Yeah, I like the off-season depression. It's just definitely depressing, right? Because there's no real basketball anymore. So, yeah, it, it's uh, yeah. starting to affect me now that the Summer League just ended. So <laughs> the Summer League's over, yep. and now you're literally, you got nothing except for highlights and it's tough. It's tough. But uh, let's the show must go on. <laughs> let's uh, let's get on with it. Ronnie, you want to hit us with the news? Yeah, we still got interesting stuff happening, though. So um, one of the first news things is that LeBron is switching back to the number 23 from his number six that he wore the last two years on the Lakers. Uh, that's in tribute to the late Bill Russell. So, yeah, he just decided to you know switch back, of course, you know. Um, they did retire the number six in the whole entire league, but they allowed... The remaining 13 players that already were wearing the number six to continue wearing it. And they could still continue wearing it, but he just decided to take it upon himself to maybe take the lead and like show everyone that this is a good idea, you know, switch numbers and actually, uh, you know, switch it. So uh, let's see if any other players follow that lead. Uh, Porzingis is a player that got traded, so he's also no longer going to be wearing the number six. It looks like he's going to be wearing the number eight. And yeah, so that means there's 11 more players remaining that still have the number six and they'll have to decide on you know what they're going to do, what number they're going to choose. So it used to be, at least I know in the NFL, if you wanted to change numbers, you had to like buy out all the remaining jerseys that they had with your old number on it. Like they didn't oh, make really? it easy for you to do. I don't know if the NBA does that, but if let's pretend that they did, do you think that LeBron gets a pass on that? Or they're just like, yeah, we're going to sell all of these. It's, we're not too worried about it, LeBron. You're good. Change your numbers. Yeah, that would be tough. I mean, for the number 23, well, is it yeah. just Lakers jersey? Like, is it just like, like, let's say if Kyler Murray changed his number. He would have to buy out all of his jerseys, right? I believe so. I believe that was the rule. So, because I think, remember, Chad Johnson changed his name to Ocho Cinco. Gotcha. And they wouldn't let him put it on the jersey, even though that was legally his name, unless he bought out all of the Chad Johnson jerseys. And I believe the same was true for number changes. Yeah. Again, this is the NFL. I don't know. I don't know if it, the rules are different. But I, I imagine that they don't want players changing their number every year because you know, they make these jerseys in advance and right i don't know i just wonder if lebron gets a pass because he's lebron i, I was trying to remember who was a big number three on the lakers i don't i mean we're i'll probably get you know a bunch of uh flack for not knowing you know but <laughs> i was magic johnson 23 i forget but i don't no, know I it's just magic was 32 just trying to think of, oh that's right that's why i mixed that up so yeah i was just trying to think of like what big number on 23 for the lakers is there like would you is there a big name but i don't think there is I think LeBron's the only one. But yeah, that was interesting. And then uh, LeBron, he also did confirm that he's going to return to the Lakers for the 21st NBA season. All that talk about him possibly retiring and everything. So that that's, that's no longer. He's for sure going to play next year. And, um, yeah, I didn't actually think he was going to retire at any point. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just frustrated. Yeah. And we all kind of wonder, you know, how much longer is he going to play? Is he going to play up in, until his 40s and so on? Like, how long do you think he's going to play for? Do you think he could play until he's like, 45 because he is kind of built different it seems like i suspect that he will have an injury in the next season or two and that will sort of be it for him he won't he won't come back from that he'll he'll decide you know at the end of that season that it you know his body's taking a toll and and yada 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 i think it'd be sad to see the league retire him or like dude this guy still wants to play no 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 i'd like to see him kind of make the choice on his own and he's talked about wanting to play with his kids at least one of his kids you know Bronny's going to be eligible for the draft next year so maybe maybe just the one year where he he overlaps with his son and then calls it a career i'm pretty sure that's going to be it yep yeah, hopefully the league doesn't retire him. Hopefully he chooses that on his own terms. I, I would appreciate yeah, that. Even be the though worst, he's my enemy, you know, he's he's, <laughs> he's many people's enemies because he's beaten so many teams. But yeah. yeah, I still would like him to retire on his own. Have you seen Steph Curry playing golf recently? 
Steph Curry plays golf? Yeah, right? So, so <laughs> I was, I don't know where I was on, some sort of social media, and all of a sudden it shows Steph Curry making a, a hole-in-one. And it turns out he's playing this tournament, you know, the American Century Championship. Uh, this is like a, a celeb- celebrity golf game. And yeah, he just, it was pretty cool. Like, he he makes a shot, you know, he, he hits the shot, it goes right in the hole, and then he just, like, throws his hands up, and it was like the coolest hole run celebration ever. He just, like, sprinted down the whole entire way, all, ran all the way down to the hole and, like, touched the flag like he was sprinting, you know, like like he hit the finish line. And <laughs> then he circled around the green and everything, just, you know, holding his hands up to everyone. Everyone's cheering. It was, it was really cool to see that. So I appreciate that because a lot of times when you see on the ESPN highlights, you know, they they the pros will hit a hole in one and be like, yep, they just kind of, like, raise their hat, take their hat off, you know, or, you know, they might yeah. cheer and hug, but... They don't really celebrate like Steph Curry does. So that was really cool to see. I, I really like that. You know, it's and, not surprising if, if you say any basketball player would be good at golf and can make a hole in one. Of course, it's Steph Curry, right? right? I mean, it just finds the way to get the ball in. It doesn't even matter what sport, apparently. Yeah. And that's what a, pe- a bunch of people are saying, too. You know, he, So he's the first active athlete to win the American Century Championship since the year 2000. And then people on Twitter are like, is he the best two-sport athlete in the world? And I'm like, well, there's Bo Jackson, there's Deion Sanders. Um, Deion there's a lot Sanders, of big names out yeah. there. Yeah. So I don't know about that. I, I think he that might be... the answer to that question. <laughs> he, he might be proving himself to be like the best aimer in sports because, you know, he's the best three-point shooter, long-distance aimer. And now he's hit... This is his second hole-in-one, by the way. And on top of that, he won the championship, so... He won the championship with an eagle, too, by the way. So on the 18th hole, he hits an eagle and just like, this, this guy is amazing. Like, is there anything he can't win? <laughs> I want to see him play darts, first off. Yeah. Let's see how he does at darts. And then if he does well there, I think he could be, who was the, from Daredevil, was it Bullseye or something like that? <laughs> oh, that yeah. Colin Farrell played that was creepy and bad. Maybe they cast Steph Curry. Maybe they cast him for Hawkeye next, too. Maybe. He's, he's got a... This kid's got a bright future. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, it's just insane. Okay, so next news item is Kyrie Irving. He signed a five-year deal with a Chinese sportswear brand, ANTA. So it's a... All I have is that it's a five-year endorsement deal with a Chinese brand. I don't... It doesn't show how much it is or anything like that, but I just kind of thought that was interesting that it's a Chinese brand, and you brought it up too when I, I mentioned to you before the podcast that he can't really sign for American brand because of all yeah, the that's crap toxic. that he's No one's going to touch him. Yeah. And, um, that's interesting. I wonder I wonder how much he's getting paid for this. Yeah. And is it just like nothing because that's the only deal he could get? Or do they like overpay? It's, you know, the, the Chinese, China, I guess as a whole, is really kind of backed away from the NBA. So it's interesting mm-hmm. <laughs> that Kyrie is the one that... that unites them again i don't know yeah that's what i was thinking when i read this article too because yeah all that stuff that happened back in the day that made you not watch the nba for like a, a couple of years made you know? me walk away from the nba yeah, yeah and now Kyrie is like trying to bring the chinese back into it you know wouldn't that be crazy if like he did do that i don't know it's just it's, it's a weird timeline so weird. if that yeah. happens <laughs> so do you think that so he Kyrie signed a three-year 120 million dollars with the mavericks do you think that this contract with the chinese is is more than that? The five years? Do you think it's more than $120 million? No, no way. I Five <laughs> years, maybe $50 million at most? Yeah. I would guess. I don't know. I, I yeah. just feel like he's he, you kind of got to take what whatever they'll give you because there's not a lot of people lining up for his <laughs> services. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Yeah, just a, a weird one. And we always like reading stuff in the news about Kyrie too, right? So. <laughs> oh, we love it, yeah. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> The next one, um, the NBA, they actually added on a new flopping challenge rules. And um, yeah, let's see. What was it? It says the NBA's Board of Governors approved two rule changes for the coming season Tuesday. One to give coaches a second challenge if their first one is successful. And the other one being a technical foul for flopping. What are your thoughts on those changes? I love the coaches challenge rule because there's so many times where they could... It was an obvious miscall in the second quarter, but they don't want to waste their challenge because you might need it at the end of the game. So when it's an obvious one, yeah, why not use it because you're going to win and then you you still have that second one banked for yep. later in the game and more of a high-pressure situation. But it's still still like 
before, they're not going to just waste it or squander it. But there's so many opportunities now where I think you're going to see a lot more challenges come yeah. because the refs miss a lot of calls. Yeah. The flopping rule, I love it. I love it. I wish. I hope they they rule with an iron fist on that. And I'm I'm perfectly fine with them reviewing flops the next day and going back and saying, "Hey, we're going to assess a technical foul to you for flopping in this game. It wasn't called in the game, <laughs> but we reviewed it and you flopped." Yeah. I, I hope that they do that as well because they they gotta stop. And we saw it in summer league too. These mm-hmm. rookies do it. These these young players they see that it's effective and they're doing it and. They got to knock that crap off. Yeah, and they made this test with these changes in the summer league too, and it, it worked out pretty good. So, yeah, now they're bringing it over to the actual NBA. So I, I like these changes. Um, one thing with the challenge rule: so the teams must have a timeout in order to call for a challenge. That timeout would not be retained even if a coach won that first challenge. So that means you have to have at least two timeouts to potentially use two challenges. So that's kind of interesting there. Um, another thing with the flopping rule: if you are called for a technical on that. It's a non-unsportsmanlike technical, which will not count as a personal foul or lead to ejection, but it will give the opposing team a free throw and could lead to a possession change, depending on when it's called. So, so it sounds like it doesn't count to your total technical challenge for the season, where after you mm-hmm. get, what was it, 16, you get suspended a game, so it doesn't count towards that as well? Right, yes. But a floppers, like. floppers will be fined $2,000, with fines rising incrementally for repeat offenders. Ooh, okay. Yep. So the flopping rules right now on a one-year experiment. So I'm excited to see that. I would love to get rid of flopping altogether. Is there any per- any any uh, person in the league that stands out like who would be hurting oh, most? Geez. Like <laughs> like James Harden is one that kind of There's popped into so my mind. There's so many players, right? Immediately, Devin Booker, Luka Doncic. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Luke is a good Marcus one. Marcus Smart, Jordan Poole. I mean, all of those guys are huge, huge, huge floppers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I'm kind of excited to see how they're all going to be affected. Um, and yeah, speaking of Summer League, I mentioned that that was tested in Summer League. So uh, there was a Summer League championship tonight. It was the Rockets versus Cavs. And the team that won was the Cavaliers. It was 99-78. to Blew out their Rockets, Oof. so they, they get to raise a trophy. They're the only team <laughs> in the Summer League. I took a picture. I took a selfie of that trophy, by the way. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. And then so they're the only team that wins a Summer League Um where they're, I can't even think of the name. They're six and zero. They're undefeated. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't know why I couldn't say that. The Rockets are five and one. My team, Detroit, my other team, they're four and one. So they're third place altogether. So I like to see that. This made me think too. What team, like the team that won last year, did they end up in the playoffs last year? Where where were they? So I did some research. In the year 2022. When they had the Summer League, it was a Trailblazers that won the Summer League. And they didn't even make the playoffs. So does winning the championship in Summer League matter? I don't think Absolutely so. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the no. Nuggets were in 27th place. So that kind of shows you, like, it really doesn't matter. Like, this, <laughs> these are the bench players, right? They're, they're just trying to make a spot on the bench. These aren't the players that beat. For the most part, beat. right? You, you have yeah. some guys... You know, we saw Victor Webinyana play and, and Jabari Smith Jr. and Jaden Ivey. Some of these guys are going to be stars, but they're mm-hmm. not playing in this game. Like, we looked up the stats for this. Jabari Smith Jr. did not play in this this Summer League championship. So it tells yeah. you how important it is when even the players you bring to Summer League aren't playing in this, in this championship. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't happen to the in-season tournament, but time will tell. Yeah, exactly. I think that's all I have. Did I cover everything? Yeah, everything on my list that you said you wanted to talk about, we have talked about. So let's go to our updated player transactions, signed, traded, or waived. So the big the big flurry of activity that we saw right when free agency started, that has definitely slowed down almost to a crawl at this point. That yeah. doesn't mean things aren't happening, but a lot less exciting things are happening. We kind of went through the list, at least I did, and said, I don't know who that dude is. I'm not going to report that. Who cares? Uh, but the big one that that's that we'll continue to follow is Damian Lillard. No update on his movements yet. I Do you think he plays any games in a Blazers uniform this year? I don't think so because he... Well, so remember when Durant requested a trade, but he still played for Brooklyn? Yep. So it could be one yes. of those situations where, you know, yeah, he's requesting it, but... Maybe they just can't like actually execute a trade, so it might be one of those situations. So I think he'll still play because I've never, I've never really seen like a, a really top tier player like that sit out. 
So I don't know. What do you? Well, think? I'm not talking about sitting out. It's it's more of I, I agree. If they're unable to make a deal, I think he will oh, still play for a different team. But the question is, will the Blazers front office be able to make a deal before the season starts? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I don't I just think have, they will. I, I, I think they're. I think that they're going to start the season with Lillard, and maybe by the trade deadline he'll be traded. Uh, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be ugly. But right. I, I think they're going to have a hard time finding a suitable trade partner. He kind of waited a little bit too long to announce his intentions to request the trade. I know he was waiting to see if they did anything major in free agency, but a lot of those teams are now tied up with their money and can't really do a whole lot. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. The the. Two big moves that impacted the Phoenix Suns. Ronnie, you, you told me both of these if you want to go ahead and deliver that news. Whether yeah, it this is recent happy, news. We'll yeah, see. so the Phoenix Suns, they're... You, do you want to start with the the trade? Yep. Okay, yeah, so it. the Suns are trading campaign to the Spurs. So, the, yeah, it was trading guard Cameron Payne for a second-round pick and cash to the San Antonio Spurs for a future second-round pick. This is from Adrian Wodge. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I didn't really like campaign. Um, I don't, I, I think, I don't, that this is really going to help the Suns money wise because, let's see, what was that? It was a, there was a, the Suns will create a $6.5 million trade exception with the move. And the move also saves the Suns $26.4 million on Phoenix's luxury tax bill. So I, I like that part about it, but that's where the big money is. Yeah, the luxury yeah. tax. I don't really that care about campaign. Us, no, we don't care about luxury tax. <laughs> that's rich people problems. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, the Suns already have Bradley Beal, anyways, too, and we also have Jordan Goodwin. Yeah. So uh, this doesn't really affect us too much. I mean, campaign was kind of like the it's third, depth, third right? guy, anytime, anyways. Anytime you have depth, trade away depth players, you kind of like, oh, yeah, you really want to do that, but you know, he he was he was a suitable bench player, but now now he's gone. The, the Spurs are really. Really bulking up over there. They're they're making some moves. We got another trade involving the Spurs coming up in just a second. Mm-hmm. But the other Suns news, Ronnie, go ahead. Yeah, the other thing was the Suns signed Bobo on the team. So I like him. That guy, he's a seven-two rebounder. So that's that's going to help us, right? I mean, he'll be second to Da DeAndre Ayton, and I I like that. I think you told me the deal was two point two million dollars. Is that right? Something in that ballpark. Yeah, I don't yeah. have it in front of me, but that sounds right. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to see that. I wonder how him and DA will get along too, being on the same team. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bubble probably is not the starter unless DA gets hurt. So yeah, we'll he's see. definitely not. I mean, yeah. he had he had some really good moments in Orlando this yeah. last season. So yeah, he averaged nine point one points and five point eight rebounds too. Yeah, and limited times. I don't think he was starting there the whole time either. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, and then, Last trade I want to talk about. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm ahead. sorry. I, I forgot to say what the Mavericks got. Or I'm sorry, the Orlando Magic. So the it's a big man bubble and acquiring. So the Suns are also acquiring three second round picks from the Orlando Magic with that for a 2026 first round pick swap. So that's a little so final. I think we talked about. about this before. Bulbul was a free agent, so that wasn't involved. That wasn't part of the Bulbul trade. That was just the swaps. They just did some swaps. I think right. Um, he, I thought he cleared waivers, unless he didn't clear waivers, and then they did a trade. I don't know. Bulbul's on the Suns, guys. Look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it says that they're acquiring Bulbul and acquiring three second-round picks. That's what it says. All right. Well, and and or mean different things, so I don't know. Yeah. Either way, Suns have Bulbul, Orlando Magic don't. <laughs> but there was a big three-team trade involving Grant Williams of the Boston Celtics, who I, I love Grant Williams. He's a fun guy to watch play. He is now on the San Antonio... Nope, he's now on the Mavericks. So Grant Williams goes to the Mavericks, and they... So three-team deal, Mavs, Celtics, and Spurs. The Mavericks get Grant Williams a second-round pick in 2025 and 2028, both from San Antonio. The Celtics get a handful of second-round picks from the Mavs and from San Antonio. The Spurs get Reggie Bullock from the Mavs, Okay. And an unprotected 2030 first round swap with the Dallas Mavericks. So, a couple of draft picks, a couple of players, Reggie Bullock and Grant Williams, both players that, you know, play decent minutes. Grant Williams is a spot starter. Reggie Bullock is a spot starter as well. So, some some guys, Boston is, is picking up some of the draft picks that they lost with the Porzingis trade and hope that they'll have those in their pocket for the future, either for future trades or, you know, obviously for draft picks. But they lose Grant yep. Williams, who. 
I, I loved watching Grant Williams play. He's such a yeah, I like him such too. a sassy guy, <laughs> sassy. and it was fun to see him so, yeah. get into it with other players. So yeah, okay, cool. I like that one. I didn't even know about that, that one. Yeah, that was a good one. I, I I saw some of the Celtics fans on Twitter being sad that they're losing Grant Williams. Yeah, he was uh, a fun guy to watch. Yeah, but that's going to do it for major transactions this week. Uh, nothing nothing earth shattering like we we saw early in free agency, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Let's shift focus to our fantasy focus. This is where we're going to talk about fantasy basketball a little bit. We're not going to go. We're not going to try to go in depth like we did in the past. That was not fun for anyone. I think <laughs> it was especially fun for me. me. <laughs> no, it was too stats heavy. No, I didn't I like it. You. But let's talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. If you listen to the podcast, you know I talked about Daily Fantasy. Pick up the center or the big-bodied power forward that's going against the Oklahoma City Thunder because they're going to have a great game. So I pulled up some stats, and I started looking at that You know, from the All-Star game to the end of the season. On average, uh, everybody played about 7.5% better than they did when they played versus their season average when they played the Oklahoma City Thunder. So I don't want to go into great detail, but there were some huge games by some players here. Uh, The Jazz, they out-rebounded. They had 58 rebounds in that game where they normally only have 45. Uh, There was another big one that just jumped off the page. Uh, The Raptors, 59 rebounds against the Oklahoma City Thunder when they averaged 43 a season. So they definitely struggled to keep guys out of the paint and to get the rebounds. Do you know who the leading rebounder was on the Oklahoma City Thunder last year? Um, Give me some names because I I can't remember the names on that team. Exactly, right? (laughs) So you have SGA, Josh Giddey, Jalen Williams, uh, Luga Dense Dort and Oziah Joe. I think it was Dort. Who, it was not Dort. No? I'm sorry, okay. Ryan. I don't know. Josh Giddy. Oh, okay. Josh Giddy was the leading rebounder. He is a shooting guard who averaged just under eight rebounds a game. That's how small this team was. Man. Josh Giddy was your leading rebounder. Do you know who the leading blocker on the team was? Dort. <laughs> Shea Gillius Alexander, your point guard. So your two guards led led the team in rebounds and blocks. It just shows you that they definitely needed an upgrade. You know, that was the intent when they drafted Chet Holgram. Chet Holgram now comes on the team. I would be blown away if he doesn't lead the team in rebounds and blocks next year. I hope that he does. Uh, Shea Gillies Alexander, let's talk about him. He was the leading scorer on the team with 31.4 points per game, and he was just a fantasy sweetheart, right? I, mm-hmm. I know you picked him up. Do you remember where you drafted him? I don't remember. No, I, I it was I want to say six maybe, but that's a pretty good. That's a pretty uh wild guess. Sixth round? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, 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 I so seriously don't even know. Yeah, okay. I, uh, his average draft position was in the 40s, so that, depending on how deep your league is, could be the 4th, 5th, or 6th round. So yeah, I guess I guess that's potentially in there. He obviously blew away all of those expectations. He was one of probably the, the most overperforming fantasy player in basketball last year. He's not going to sneak up on anybody this year. Everyone knows who SGA is now. I suspect he will be a 1st or 2nd round pick. Yes. But do you think... He's going to see the same success he had last year, knowing that Chet Holgram is now going to be on this team. I think he will, because now he has Chet, and I think both of them sharing the ball. like They they really didn't have that good of a record last year, so I think combining those two, it's going to open them up to both scoring more points. They're both passers. They both look for each other. They're both shooters, so I, I think it's going to open up the court for both of them. So, yeah, I think he will have a better year. What do you think? Okay. I, I, I think he'll have a step back. He was the he was the guy in Oklahoma City last year, without a okay. doubt, right? Josh Giddy, I think, disappointed with with his sophomore pro- progression. I expect him to be a little bit better. Obviously, you're gonna have Chet. Obviously, people are gonna be aware of who SGA is. I don't think he'll have as successful of a fantasy season this year. Now that that could mean a lot of different things, right? He could still be a fantastic player and still not be as successful as he was last year from a fantasy perspective. But I would project a 10 to 15% drop in fantasy points next year with the yeah. addition of Chet Holgram, maybe more. I, I don't really know. Uh, they were 40 and 42 last year. So just, just under 500 uh, and coming out of a very tough West conference. Yeah, it didn't get any but easier I, either. I, 
It does not. No, it did not for them. So yeah, I, I, I expect from a fantasy perspective, SGA will not be as good as he was last year. Certainly, you're not going to get him in the sixth round uh, because <laughs> that's just not going to happen. And I think for picking, especially daily fantasy or, or trying to optimize your lineup, you're not going to see centers or, or big-bodied forwards have the success against Oklahoma City that they just enjoyed last year as well so because of chet, uh, that's sort right? of the fantasy focus because of chet yeah now you yeah. actually have a leg- i was looking at this roster i have no idea who their center was they have some yeah. guys that are listed at the center position one of them only played 43 games the other one only played nine games so clearly they have they went small they had yeah. probably had power forwards playing the center position they, they played small ball they're not going to have to do that next year they're going to have a big guy on the team that's going to that's going to be a rim protector. That's he's still going to shoot threes, which is going to be so weird. But he's going to get rebounds. He's going to prevent other people from getting rebounds as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's going to hurt you if you were trying to milk that matchups like you did last year. I wonder if they follow um, the lead of the Warriors because they play pretty small too. You know, they don't have really big guys on their team, but they win championships um, with a what's his name? That's a who's who's their center again? The guy that Kevon nobody Lee? likes? No, the other guy. Oh, Draymond Green. Yeah, Draymond yeah. Green. Yeah, he's he's their so center. They on would the play team. both. He is, but they would play both Green and Looney when they would go quote unquote big, and and Looney got a mm-hmm. lot of playing time. So, you know, Oklahoma City didn't even have an option like that, right? Because Kevon Looney was he's a starter in this league. Yeah. I, I think on a lot of teams he's a starter center. When they would go small, they they wouldn't play him. They play Draymond at center, but Oklahoma City didn't have that option. They they didn't have anybody good enough to get a lot of playing time at center. Yeah. So, uh, But that's the fantasy focus this year or this week for that. We'll have another fantasy focus next week. Uh, I'll probably pick another team and, and look and see what, what changes they're going to make. So before you close this up. Acquisitions. Oh, yeah. Well, so open you're, you, so basically you're saying that you're not going to draft SGA as high as you would last year because of all this? So Because I, I feel like I'm the opposite, you know, like, can do you have any idea what if he was going to average on like a fourth round? Do you do you know what round you would feel comfortable like drafting him in? Like, would you say like more comfortable around like fifth or sixth round? Because I I would no, still no, no. draft I would him say around third like round. A f- yeah okay got it. I would draft him in the third or fourth round. But yeah, that's because like, yeah, like I would move him up for sure. Yes, for sure. His average draft position last year was in the 40s. If you got him there or later, you just absolutely stole him at that yeah. point, especially when we know the production. I think a lot of people want to overreact and be like, oh, he's going to be my first round pick. Look at all the points he got last year. Yeah. I think that's a mistake. Got it. Okay. So I don't not think a first you should take him in the first round. I, I project that he will have a drop in fantasy points. I think if he's there in the third round, absolutely take him. If he's there late in the second round, depending on how deep your league is, yeah, you might you might want to take him there. But don't fall for the trap of well, he was you know the third. I don't have the stats in front of me. Yeah. He was the third best fantasy player this year. He's going to be my number one overall pick, uh, or you know the number five pick or something. Like that. I think that is going to be a mistake because of the changes that Oklahoma City Thunder made this offseason. Uh, really didn't make a lot of changes. They just got healthy, and yeah. that's going to impact. Uh, SGA from a fantasy perspective. Okay, last question. Who do you think is going to score more fantasy points at the end of the year? Chet or SGA? SGA, I still think we'll have more fantasy yeah? points. All right. Yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. Chet has it's, that long it's, ball, it's though, the and experience. everything. Rebounds. Yeah, yeah. He might, might yeah, beat him. That, no. Do you think Chet might be a steal? I, I think the problem that you're going to have with Chet is I think he's going to be higher in turnovers than SGA by a considerable mm. amount and that's going to hurt him. Yeah. Yeah, you might have a point. I don't know. I'd be that's interested to see how it's going to turn out. I, I, I actually, I kind of want to draft Chet, you know, and just see, see how he does. Um, As yeah. long as he stays playing and as long as he doesn't get injured, I, I think he could do really good for your fantasy team. But yeah, I like that, I, Jonathan. I, what, 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 round, what round are you taking Chet in, hypothetically? Well, you know, it just depends on how many centers in the league. I mean... I think he's going to be one Bad of the top answer. centers, right? Like, <laughs> I, 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 I want to take him in a in a higher round. I, I'm going to say comfortably the Third fourth round? round. Come on, fourth if round? he's at least okay. fourth, I'll, if the, if he's still around in the fourth round, I'll probably pick him up. Um, depending on what other players are available, I, sure. you know, I might take him in a third round too. 
I like him. I just the, the, I think the, he's going to score. The concern big. I have is we haven't seen him go against NBA talented players. Right. We saw him in summer league. We saw him in the Drew League. I think the Drew League was probably your closest. I feel like he's a risk that I would like to take. I actually feel more comfortable taking right. him over Wembenyama. I, I for some reason I think that Chet might win Rookie of the Year because he's technically a rookie because he didn't play last year, and I, I think he's going to give Wembenyama a, a run for his money. Chet Holgram will have a better year than Victor Wembenyama. Putting it out there, that is my my theory. I agree with you 100. percent all right, I like it. I think he's in a better situation, yep. which which helps a lot as well. Because this, this Thunder team is good; they're ready to roll. Yeah, he doesn't need to be the guy. And and, and San Antonio, it's it's the spotlights. It's going to be rough for him. Yeah. Speaking of Oklahoma City Thunder, I, I mentioned that I wanted to talk about teams that didn't make the playoffs this last team, last year. But will this year, and uh, no surprise based off this last conversation, Oklahoma City Thunder is my pick of a team that will make the playoffs this year after missing the playoffs last year. Okay. They made the play-in game. I think they were 10th. Uh, they lost that play-in game to not make the, the quote-unquote playoffs. I think they're going to be much better this year. And this year, they will be an NBA playoff team. Ronnie, thoughts on my pick? I don't think it's a bad pick because they were so close last year. And yeah, you're adding players that are not injured. And I, I, I mean, yeah, I think this team is potentially a playoff team as long as they're healthy. That would have been true if, if they were healthy last year, right? But yeah, right. I, yep. that's why I don't disagree with you here. I, I think you're 100% right. They just need to stay healthy, just like all the other teams in the NBA, you know? I, I agree. And I think the team that... um. They're going to oh this is the wrong year playoffs. I was trying to think of the team that they're going to to push out of the playoffs. Uh, well, okay. well, we'll talk about that next time. No, 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 we're good. No, I got I got I a list for you if you want. You got it. Yeah, let's hear it. Who, yeah. Who's in the West? So the right at the border, the the seventh through tenth team. It was Lakers, Timberwolves, Pelicans, and Thunder. They did make the play in, but they didn't make the playoffs. So do you think that they would push yeah. out the Lakers or? The, the Wolves, because I think they made the, play- the yeah. playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I'll say the Lakers. Let's say the Lakers. Yeah. How I about... think they're another year older, and they're going to struggle. But I also think... Well, I don't want to steal your thunder. I don't know who you no, picked. No, you oh, steal your thunder. That's, I don't know who you picked that you think will make the playoffs. So I'll, I'll give you my, my what would have been my second choice after yours. Okay. Um, so my... Yeah, I think the thunder will be better. They will make the playoffs this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So the other teams were uh, Nuggets, Grizzlies, Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors. Those are the other ones Grizzlies that are and Clippers are interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's. I think it's tougher for the Thunder to knock any of those teams out, but Lakers and Timberwolves. I don't know. The Grizzlies are a mess, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're they're they got some identity crisis. They're gonna have to figure some stuff out. Yeah. But that's that's a whole nother podcast. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So I, I like I like the team that you chose. I went with my team, of course, the team that I'm I'm always. I actually chose them last year, right? The Detroit Pistons. You did, I, I yeah. really, okay. truly thought they were going to make the playoffs because of the, the players that they added. Well, now they have another year under their belt, and now they have Monty Williams. And you saw what a, a world of difference he made for the Suns, right? Because coaching matters. That's what I've always said. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so Monty is going to change his team around, and he is going to get yeah. Detroit right, and he's going to get them in the playoffs. The other reason I chose this team is because they're on the East and I feel like the East is like an easier easier side to make the playoffs. They also added rookie, uh, I don't know his first name, Asar Thompson and Marcus Sasser. And Monty Williams, he, he said he's so Im- impressed with these Detroit guys, these rookies, that he would actually set up set them up with his family. Like he would make an arranged marriage with his daughters. <laughs> I swear that's what he said. I saw that. I'm like, okay, oh, there, there's something boy. special about it. You know, he said the same thing about... Um, Oh, who is that guy that we traded off the Suns? He looked really weird, and I, I forgot his name, but he said the same thing about him. He was a he was like the number six guy on the sun, on the Suns bench. Dang it, I wish I could remember names right on the spot, but yeah, you're doing you lived up to your uh, <laughs> reputation. <laughs> yeah, of right? Terrible memory. But yeah, I I I truly believe that this is a team that, that can make it. Is a good I, pick. I, I like yeah. I like their team. They still have. Um, Oh crap! What the crap was the other guy's name? Cunningham, Cade Cunningham. He's on the team and everything. Jaden Ivy, I think, is you know he he played really good last year, but I just think that they're one year closer to it. You know, they're kind of 
gelled together at the last part of the last year, and uh, I think they're gonna. I think they can make the playoffs. What do you I, think? I agree with you 100. I think that's a great yeah. pick. You know, we we talked about this last year with the Kings. I thought they were going to be a surprise and almost make the playoffs. Well, they blew that out of the water. I think the Pistons are in that exact same boat. No one's really expecting them to have such a huge step up, but they got the players, they got the coaching. Now, can they get on the same page and and win some games? And I I think they absolutely can. Uh, I was worried that you were going to pick the Mavericks because I think the Mavericks will also make the playoffs this year after missing it last year. But I I, I like your pick of Detroit as well. Wasn't it nice not having the Mavericks in the playoffs last year? That was so nice. So nice. (laughs) So So the teams that I think the Pistons could bump off um, the play-ins was the the Bulls, the Raptors. You know they played in, they didn't make it. But then you got the Heat, who you know made the finals. You got the Hawks at number seven. The Nets were at number six. Knicks, Cavs, 76ers, Celtics, Bucks. So probably the Nets, okay. right? There's they an could, obvious they could, answer in there. Yeah, yeah. they could bump <laughs> off the Nets. It's one. I think yep. they could bump off the Hawks too. I think they're better than yep. that team. I would truly. Agree with that. Um, and the Raptors and Bulls, yeah, they're better than them. So yeah, I, I truly believe this is a playoff team, and I'm excited. I I hope they don't do what they did last year and just make me look like a complete idiot and get last place again because they were last place overall no. last year. But Yeah, they were terrible last yeah. year, Ronnie. But it's they, cool. Yeah, they made some good additions and they kept some of their better players that played good last year. And yeah, I think that's what it's about, getting getting team chemistry together. So yeah, I'm excited for them. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. That's that's the beauty of a fresh NBA season, right? Everybody's 0-0. Zero Anybody can make the playoffs. Anybody can win it all. Yeah. And then they start playing basketball, and you're like, okay, <laughs> maybe not those guys. Yeah. Oh, it was. But at this point, it's anyone's game. It was Landry Shamet. That was the name I was thinking of. That Monty Williams wanted to set him up with his daughters, which I thought was kind of weird because Landry Shamet's kind of ugly. So. <laughs> Have we seen Monty's daughters? <laughs> no. Are they kind of ugly? Are they? I mean, they probably look like Shamet, but in female form. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Ronnie. So the Pistons and the Thunder are our our newcomers to the playoffs this year, our predictions. We'll see how that all pans out. Uh, Next, we're going to move into our our final segment of today, and that's called Just Talk. These are are things that, you know, are basketball-related that that we wanted to talk about that didn't really fit into their own thing. So we're just going to talk it. And I'm going to start it off with a trivia question for you, Ronnie. I like these. Are you ready? I'm ready. i got to find the tab that I had open. So I can, I feel like you now, I can't find the... Yeah, that's right. It's not as easy as it looks. <laughs> oh, it's not as easy as it looks, is it? Do you know who Ted Steffian is? No. There is a rule in the NBA called the Steffian, or referred to as the Steffian rule. Any guess on what that might be about? Um, is it you're not allowed to shoot free those underhand anymore? <laughs> No, that is not the rule. That would be a fun rule. Uh, he was a general manager for a long time for the, uh, I'm sorry, an owner for the Cleveland Cavs. Mm-hmm. And they made the Steffian rule because he had this this habit of trading away all of his first round picks. He would trade away as many picks as he want. Okay. And many, many years in a row, this team was left without any first round picks. So the NBA made a rule that says you can't trade away first round picks in multiple years. So that's why you'll see, you know, this team traded away their 2023, 2025 and 2027 first round picks. Did they make that rule because it worked out for him? Because his team was no, it did not work out for him. He almost bankrupted the the team and Uh, and drove them into the ground. Okay. So there are some ways around this, but that's often why you'll see that. If you ever wonder that, and I I did because I didn't know that. I was like, why why could you do that? Yeah. So the the workaround is that you can trade first round picks. So you can make a deal like, hey, we'll take the worst of our pick and your pick, which could potentially be you know first to thirtieth or you know, 17th to 18th. So that way you're still not breaking it. And then you also can do it after there's some loopholes. One of them is that I can make a deal with you. I don't have a 2025 first round pick. I do have a 2024 first round pick, but I want to trade it to you. I can't because of the rule. So let's work out a deal. You tell me who you want me to draft for you. Mm -hmm. I'll draft that person and then trade the rights of him to you. So it's like a handshake agreement. Dirty work. Yeah, a little bit of a handshake of agreement. Um, you can also trade away first round picks after that draft year has happened. So you you kind of have some, okay, we didn't draft anybody. We, we didn't have a draft pick in 2022, so we have to in 2023. But once that happens, your, your, your roster's reset. So now you can trade away your 
2024 pick. I, think I worded that poorly. I'm yep. not going to fix it. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> so the Ted Steffian rule is I in place it. to prevent teams from trading away all of their first round picks, from emptying the cupboards. Um, so that's why you see some, some sometimes you know, every other year they're trading away a first round pick, or or they're doing pick swaps where they're switching position. You know, the team that they're trading with will get the the better of the two first round picks in order to be compliant with that rule. So. Okay. Um, yeah, part of the reason that Ted did it is because he was cheap and he didn't want to pay first round money. So he'd trade away his first round picks so that his second round picks he didn't have to pay as much was part of it as well. So he was a terrible GM. He was a terrible owner. <laughs> and they, they made a rule to, to stop that from happening. Uh, so, yes, you can trade picks away on draft day after drafting them, but you cannot trade away future first round picks in consecutive years um, and that hurts you sometimes when you're trying to make a, you made a trade the year before now you can't make a trade because you got to hold on to all your first round picks um, and that kind of handcuffs you sometimes so Ted Steffian the Steffian rule I thought that was kind of interesting little bit of NBA history and I, uh, I wanted to share it with you Ronnie. do you think he was worse than Jackie Robinson for the Hawaiian tropics I don't think that was his name because Wasn't Jackie it? Robinson is a baseball player. Jackie Moon? Jackie Moon, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> when you said Jackie Robinson, I was just like, okay, uh, where is so he close. Go? Is, there a, is there a joke coming yeah. here that I don't get? Like, oh, God, no, no, Ronnie, Ronnie just please, can't remember Please names. don't make a racist joke. <laughs> <laughs> I had the dumb button ready to go. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, other think- thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. do you think he was a worse owner though? That was, I really, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and ignore the. You're gonna. You're <laughs> asking me if a fictional general manager played by Will Ferrell was a worse general manager than the Cleveland Cavs. Is that what? Is, just want to make sure that's the question. Because Jackie Moon, he he drove the the team into the ground too. You know, he didn't become yeah, an NBA did. franchise. So no, I'm sorry for bringing didn't. it up. Go ahead. What's next? No, it's, <laughs> it's a tragic. It's a tragic tale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Paul George has a podcast that he he hosts on, and and one of the questions was about are there players in the NBA that quote unquote suck? And he said, yeah, that there's probably you know there's 450 guys in the NBA. Maybe 75 to 100 are just bad players. These are the guys that'll never play any minutes in the game except for like the last 32 seconds when they're losing by 20 uh, they're the last people off the bench and they 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 don't have the drive they don't have the talent and yeah they they're not good at basketball uh, so then the question is well why are those guys on the roster don't you think teams would want to try to get somebody hey we know what we got in Joe Schmo mm-hmm. why do we keep them on the roster what why maybe we could get some college guy that maybe we think has a lot of raw talent a lot of raw potential let's bring him onto our roster instead Uh, so i wanted to ask you why would a team keep a joe schmo on their roster like why would they keep alex lynn on their roster when he's such a bad player right sure yeah there we go alex lynn i think i gave this a little bit of thought very very little and, and that's I, all you're capable of. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think the reason is because they're they're trying to stay under the salary cap. So they got to actually sign like a really bad player that that's not worth anything. So that way they can stay below their salary cap. It's just a filler spot. Well, you have the veterans mi- you, minimum, right? And then yeah. you have some you have some relief on that. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, they're a veteran if they're a vet. Um, okay, so I, I th- you would think it might be salary reason. Yep, I, I think that's the reason because. But then you also look at players like, um, who's who's that forty year player that just retired for the Miami Heat that just, you Udonis Haslam. Yeah, so like it is nice to sign like players that aren't they don't really play that well, but they're good in the locker room. So they kind of like add value there. Maybe not on the court, but in the locker room they add value. So I, I think what that's part of the reason why you have like those filler spots like like him in particular, and you could. These college players, I don't think you really want to sign them yet because they're, yeah, they're good, but you don't want them taking like $5 million of your, your roster space and, you know, bringing up that salary well, the cap. minimum is pretty low. I don't think you're going to pay those guys. Well, Mac hold McClung on. is not going to make $5 million. You, I'm just saying you don't want to sign someone that's decent when you could develop him in somewhere cheaper like the G League and bring that player up in, in the G League on your team still, but he's just signed in the G League. You know what I mean? Okay, so you're saying like a two-way contract so that they you still control the rights. Mm-hmm. You can bring them up in limited time to the NBA, but you want them to develop in the G League. So you'd right. rather – Okay, that that's that's a recent change, right? That wasn't always the way it was. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's an absolutely justifiable reason why. So you might keep um, keep him kind of hidden, for lack of a better term, yep. rather than on your NBA roster. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. 
And then it I also- was just thinking of 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 Jeremy Lin. Do you remember Lin Sanity when that oh, happened? Yeah. He was on a 10-day contract, sleeping on somebody's couch, and then just absolutely exploded when given an opportunity, when given a chance. And I think, to me, it's like, if you know what you got in Joe Schmo, why wouldn't you roll the dice with a Jeremy Lin and see, hey, let's put him out there. Let's see what he can do. Doesn't that make more sense? I mean, it does to me, but then they lost him, right? Like, didn't they have to trade him away because they couldn't afford him? Well, he became, yeah, he became a wanted commodity. So he was able to get paid. And, and yeah, so th- yeah, that makes sense. Sure, it happened. But the fact that they were willing to give him a shot, I, I don't know why teams aren't willing to do that. Because sometimes yeah. they they pay off big time. Right. Uh, now, you said Udonis Haslam, and I completely agree with you. His wisdom, his his leadership is not something that you can replace with a 21-year-old undrafted rookie right that makes sense to keep players like that on your roster for that reason to keep guys cool calm and collected but you don't need a full bench of those sort of guys why not why not try it why not take a risk yeah i i think that they try doing that but i don't know it's just it doesn't work out yeah. very often well there's a bunch that paul george thinks sucks yeah <laughs> if you're one of those that's that's kind of rough did he name any names are- by any chance no, he's not okay. going to name I didn't think but he I would, think but it would be interesting like if he did. The bottom two to three players on each roster and say, you know, do they have the drive and do they have the talent? And if you have neither of those, then why are you on a roster? I wish you he would have, have said drive something. drive or the talent. Like Mac, yeah. Mac McClung, you know, just <laughs> drop Mac one name. McClung. Yeah, drop one name. <laughs> Kawhi Leonard. No, wait, no, no. <laughs> Speaking of Kawhi Leonard, have you seen how big his hands are? Mm, they're pretty big. I have Anyone listening, Google Kawhi Leonard's hands, and it's like a, I don't want to say a freak show, but they're just like, whoa, his hands are big. It's insane. It, yeah. It, I thought it was Photoshopped the first time I saw his hands. They're weird. Uh, he's got he's got big hands, folks. Yeah, alien hands. Crazy. Alien hands. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's it. That's all I wanted to talk about with, I got with, something. The, with the Paul George comments. Yeah, if you had something around, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. So what would you do? You, I want to know if you think that this would be a, a championship team. So let's say if SGA got together with um, Jamal Murray and R.J. Barrett and Dylan Brooks. Oh, let, let's. Uh, who was that other guy we talked about? Lou, Lou Dort, right? Let's say if we combine all of them. Do you think that that would be a, a good team? Give me the names again. SGA, Did, Jamal Murray, R.J. Barrett, L- yeah. Lou Dort. Yeah, I said, well, let's instead who of Lou Dort, f- how about Olenek? Do you remember Kelly Olenek from the Utah Jazz? Sure, sure. Okay, yeah, let, yeah. let's see him and uh, Dylan Brooks too. Just you know, throw some defense in there. How do you do? You think that team would end up? Do you think that that'd be a decent team? Um, just you don't have to answer. No. It's too serious. I'm just wondering. There's no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna spend the next 20 minutes <laughs> in absolute silence, <laughs> playing over the scenarios in my head. I think they're a playoff team, but like a cusp. Like a bubble playoff team. Well, you can find out Maybe. because they're all on the Canadian team, going to play for FIBA World Cup. What? They're all on the Canadian team. Yep. Holy smokes! So, that's kind of cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, so I thought that's going to be cool because you know we got a decent that's USA really team. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so we're going to see all them play together. And yeah, I'm I'm actually excited to see those two. Dylan it be cool? Brooks is Canadian. I know. I saw. I, was, I, I didn't even believe it uh, when I saw. My mind is blown. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so I don't know. That's going to be cool. And wouldn't it be cool to see Team USA against Team Canada again? And instead of being in the ice, it's on the on the hardwood. Yeah, I'd love or that. put him on the ice. Let him put basketball <laughs> on the ice. That's an amazing idea. Canada has idea. the advantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really neat. When, is that is that FIBA? You said. Yep. Yeah, the FIBA well, would coming up. Is, I, when, I think it's there's like sixty day, days left. Something like that. You don't even know. I don't. There's some sort of countdown. You can count, like, if you go to FIBA website, they automatically have a countdown on their website. I'm, I'm sure you're typing it in right now as we speak. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely so yeah, there, checking it out. There's some sort of countdown. Okay, speaking of Dylan Brooks, um, this is my last thing I have. I, you know, our little, you know, F. Mary trade, or F. Mary, what was it called? F. Mary kill. <laughs> so Jeez, I, I got a, <laughs> I got a sign trade release question for you. I have three players for you. I want to know which one you would sign, which one you would trade, and which one you would release. I have the three players are Dylan Brooks, Patrick Beverly, or Kyrie Irving. I just, I, 
These are Jeez. like three of yeah, the that's a rough one. least, my Most least favorite players. players. And yes, I threw one in with Kyrie Irving. I just, I was like, I wonder if he would pick Kyrie Irving over so, those two guys because you hate sign, Kyrie Irving trade, so much. What is, yeah. is this is F. Mary sign, Kill? Yeah, sign. Which one would you sign to like a, a max contract? Which one would that's, you trade away? Yeah. That's sign, trade, release. F? <laughs> sign, trade, release. Sign is Mary because you you want to marry one. Trade is. I'm marrying you know. Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Trade is. What is trade? You. I just want to hear that again. Can we cut that? Can we snip that? You would what? <laughs> Kyrie Irving. <laughs> I would marry Kyrie. Wow, I love hearing that. That just sounds beautiful. He, he is. He's the most talented basketball player of the bunch. I'm a little surprised you said that because you hate him. But right? I, yeah, okay. I do, but he's the best basketball player of that group of three. Yeah. So I would want him on my team long term because I know what I'm gonna get from the other guys. I'm gonna keep i don't i don't i don't remember what these all mean right now i'm an old man now um trade patrick beverly because he is a defensive minded tough-nosed basketball player that i think brings a lot of energy to your team yeah uh similar to what dylan brooks does but i just think dylan brooks is like what's the line okay cool and then takes a big step over the line <laughs> and and brings more toxic more toxicity which is a great song by System of a Down. Yeah, uh, it is. to the team, then then it helps. I'm so there. There we go. I'm really surprised. I, maybe you didn't think about it enough because I I thought you were probably gonna. I thought you would sign I, Patrick Beverly, honestly, because Kyrie Irving and Dylan Brooks are kind of like that plague in a locker room. You know, I I thought I thought you'd probably trade Kyrie Irving because he has some value, so you could probably get some value back from him. You don't want him on your team. You don't want to sign yeah. him. No, I mean, I don't want any of these guys on my team. Right. And honestly. Patrick yeah, Beverly is probably, a if, defensive player. If I would have thought about it a little bit more, I probably would have yeah. done that. <laughs> but I, I loved hearing that. But I that did, you, Ronnie. Yeah. You put a gun to my head and you made me marry Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yes. Thank you for saying and... I would marry Kyrie Irving. That was just, that was now probably I'm my favorite stuck part. With him. Yep. Me? Yeah. I just, I, oh, that's a tough one. Is, yeah. are you, are you, what is your, what does yours look like? I, I didn't even. I just wanted to hear what your thoughts were. You I didn't, didn't, I don't do even know. I, you didn't I, even do it. You yep. took the easy. I, I should do that next time. Um, <laughs> no, I just want to hear what you want to say. Honestly, also okay. I'll do it right now. So Jeez. I would sign Kyrie Irving because I don't want to hear it, Ronnie. Because <laughs> dis, despite his flat Earth stupid dis crap, you know, and all his stuff about you know, you should watch this movie on Netflix. I would still sign him because I, I agree with you. He's the best talent. Um, I would probably probably trade Dylan Brooks. I feel like he's like the second best. And I would kill Patrick Beverly because... I'm sorry, not kill him. I would release him because he's stupid and I hate him. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. That is, uh, I think, a good way to end it with Ronnie killing Patrick Beverly. <laughs> At least I'm not marrying Kyrie Irving. <laughs> <laughs> he's a nice guy. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us tonight, folks. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Yep, thanks, guys. 